And here are the categories for you. Civil servants. Stamps from around the world. Mothers and sons. Beer. Bar trivia. And finally, celibacy. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink, and I know things. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, let's get to the show. Look me over and I guess you thought I was all right. All right in the sort of a We're only one away, Nick. One away from the magic 2 0 0 Nobody can hear you. You are going to have to speak up mightily, sir, because your mic is weak. Nobody can hear me. Uh, uh, Keep talking. Talk louder. Talk louder? All right. That's the first time anybody's ever told me that. All right. (laughs) Just got to get this this volume up. That's not something I ever heard. Got to get this volume up for you, sir. It's okay. Um, All right. Well, welcome, folks, to episode... Proper modulation. Uh, we're, we're almost back in live time. It's only been 14 months since we've done a live podcast uh, with each other, but we're once we're inoculated, we'll, we'll go right back at it. Uh, welcome to yeah. you first. You first. Uh, once we <laughs> once we go to episode 199 of the Quizzo Trivia podcast, folks. Uh, so much to get to, Nick. I am loaded this week in in the world of trivia, and I would like to say to the folks out there in the Quizzo community who have stuck with us through this last exhausting 14 months, we are so close to hopefully getting out of this and back into some sort of normal consistency. 35% capacity back up to bars in New Jersey, so clap for that. Uh, And those of you who are nationwide in the deep freeze and and around the world who are still in lockdown, hang in there. Uh, Hopefully this podcast provides you a little bit of... uh, Joyous relief for your Quizzo trivia itch on a weekly basis. Um, Nick, I, I, when I say I am loaded, this is one of the best weeks of trivia I've had in a long time. Right. Uh, and, and I like that. That's, that's, always, uh, that's always a nice thing. But I am going to uh, – I won the coin toss, and I am going to defer. So I am going to let you kick off the week of trivia and tell me what's on your mind. Okay. This is what's on my mind. What toy's 1959 debut TV commercial said, I'll make believe that I am you? What toy's... I'll make believe that I'm you? Yes. Oh, that's not creepy. What toy's 1959 Uh, debut TV commercial said, I'll make believe that I am you? Well, of course you know that I was a little boy in 1959, so I would obviously have vivid memory of this. Uh, or I was not, e- I might have not even been in my parental bodies yet in terms of a liquid. 
state. So, um, hmm. Well, my mom was born in 58, so. Yeah. She wasn't around for this commercial. Right. One. Right. Um, I'll make believe I am you. What toys 1959 debut TV commercial said, I'll make believe that I am you. Man, I don't even have a reasonable guess. Like, I'm like, is uh, growing up Skipper uh, an answer here? Oh, yeah, well, who, well, who's growing up Skipper's Barbie? Sister? Barbie. You're joking. No, I'm not joking. How creepy is that? I didn't even register that as a, as a guess. I said the Skipper thing because it's just a funny toy. Right. Yeah, that was in the 80s, I think. Yeah, 70s. Yeah, Gr- growing, <laughs> 70s. Up, growing up Skipper, you could twist her arm I mean, and her I, boobs. I think I asked for growing up Skipper one Christmas. And that was probably not. Uh, that's when they started to <laughs> monitor your behavior from that point forward with dolls in general. Um, can you imagine that that was Barbie's opening tagline? I'll make believe that I am you. No. Wow. No, I, I cannot. I was actually going like Mr. Potato Head. I am right. <laughs> like something something that's just so so outlandish, you know, like I'll put on human nose cuz I'm a potato. That's where I was going with it. I, the the skipper thing was a joke, but that does creep me out. I I think uh young girls in the late 50s didn't have like uh that to live up to. Yeah, I I am I am uh I am sufficiently frightened. Didn't somebody figure out like if Barbie was real? Like she couldn't exist or something. Isn't that isn't that a thing? Yeah. Oh, that? she would tip over. She, she, she's she's anatomy. Like, 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 her her anatomy is, is impossible to maintain. It is not right, right. physically right. possible for her to right. exist right, with right. the dimensions that they created her. At. The best you can. Yeah. Nick, what car translates to mean the road? The road. The road, as in the road I to nowhere. I know what I roll is. But the road. Hmm. The road. Is this a model or a manufacturer? Model. It's a model. Okay. The car model. Translates uh, to the road. Yeah. So, Not the road less traveled. So my car models. How to narrow this down. Any other kind of a clue to narrow this down for me? I can. I can give you the clue that the crowd gets. There's just hundreds of car models. It's going to take me a very long time to. What Chevy car translates to mean the road? Okay. All right. Chevrolet, for those of you who are French aficionados. Chevrolet. I'm going to skip the trailblazer. I'm pretty sure an Impala is a type of an animal. I have a pet Impala. Right? Is that right? I hope so. My pet okay. Impala would be very offended uh, if it wasn't. Chevy Camaro. The road. The road, Nick. The Corvette. That's a good one. Like those. I actually noticed one of the teachers uh, at my kid's school has like a brand spanking new Corvette. 
And not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just seems like an odd choice for a teacher, no? I would say so, yes. Unless, unless you're looking to relive your youth. <laughs> rolling up to the, the teacher's parking lot in your, your brand new Corvette. <laughs> sort of a flashy car for a, you know. It's like if you somehow manage to be like a, a high school football player in the 80s with a rich dad, that's the appropriate time for you to have a Corvette. Outside of that, kind of no time, right? Well, I'm not very self-conscious for the most part, but I do believe if I bought a brand new Corvette, I would feel a little like, eh, this is kind of flashy, you know what I mean? A little, a little flashy, no? Uh, yeah, I'd be thinking to myself, maybe people think I'm a little bit uh, douchey. Maybe. No I, offense. I, I, I like them at all. I, I, cars. Yeah, they're pretty. I'm just not getting one anytime soon. Oh, I, I don't know where to go with this. The Tahoe. It is a legendary car, I'll say that. Not for the right reasons. It's just one of those, like, when you hear it, you're going to be like, oh, my God. How did I not know that? Like Think of the word the. Okay. Okay. Uh. What's Spanish for the? Uh, okay. Um, the. Uh... Oh, man. It's on the tip of his tongue, folks, but he just can't get it out. I believe my neighbor, like, two down has one of these. As a joke? As a practical joke? <laughs> um, the, uh, I'll put you out of your misery if you want. Go ahead. The El Camino. The El Camino. Jeez. The Chevy El Camino. The road, Nick. That's that flatbed truck. Yeah, I love looking... it. I love the El Camino. Yeah, it's a legendary car. <laughs> not for, but not for the right reasons. The two-door El Camino... Tan brown, love, it. <laughs> love that car. Absolutely. All right. So fire away. What do you got back? And I got a what great segue a, question. Who wouldn't think of a half car, half pickup though as being called the road? That, that's, I guess, that's what. Well, allegedly, you can drive it on it. I think that's what they were going for. You yeah, know, this car it could work on the road. Boy, I feel like I really dropped the ball on that. That's okay. I didn't know it until I uh, read the answer, Nick. <laughs> That's... Uh, what, what, uh, I got an animal question. I haven't asked one of these in a long time. I like animal questions. Okay. What animal's scientific name is Latin for tooth-walking seahorse? What animal's scientific name is Latin for tooth-walking seahorse? Is it possible it's the hippopotamus? No, that's a river horse. Damn it. I hear horse, and I think hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, lat. Well, this is the scientific name, the animal scientific name. Oh, hmm. So you probably don't Tooth even you know, walking. No, I wouldn't know that because yeah, I you wouldn't know that anyway, so. wasn't, wasn't very smart with signs and such. Walking, what could be a tooth-walking seahorse? Tooth walking is the is the confusing. <laughs> what does that mean? They walk with their teeth, like an like an alligator. Yeah. Crocodile. 
They don't walk with their teeth. I don't know anything that does, Nick. Yeah, so this this particular animal has giant teeth, and it uses it to get itself out of the water, and actually does walk. Uses its teeth to walk. If I wasn't sure. Yeah, get out of the water. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, a, a rhinoceros. To get itself out of the water, like uh, on uh, ice, it like digs into the ice and pulls itself out. Oh. Okay. Uh, a seal. Well, what's a seal with giant teeth? Uh, uh you, you know what I mean. One of those uh, with an M. What's that thing with an M? Right. A manatee. Yeah. No, no, no. This thing has giant teeth. Walrus. A walrus. There you go. That's what I meant. <laughs> I am the walrus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. They have those giant teeth. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize they walk on those teeth. They use those teeth to actually walk. Well, because ice. Yeah, yeah. They dig into that ice and they, they use the teeth and it pulls them up out of the uh, out of the water and yeah, you know, they pull themselves around on those teeth. Imagine being a walrus dentist. That's got to be a tough job. All right, um, Nick. This is a great segue question. You know, one of those questions that segues from one one topic to another. So it's half general knowledge, half sports, but. Who had the greatest 45 minutes in sports history by breaking three world records and tying a fourth at the Big Ten track meet in 1935? If you want it again, I'll give it again. Yeah, Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens. Nick is all over it. Absolutely. Can you believe that? The best 45 minutes in sports history. Three world records and tying a fourth in 45 minutes. Yeah, that, that's, just cra- that's just crazy. <laughs> that's a, not more spread out. Like, you had a good hour, buddy. <laughs> you got to run 100 meter. I, I assume it's like the 100, the 200, the 400, and the long jump or, or something. You know, Whatever he did, that's a hell of a 45 minutes to spend your time. I've spent 45 minutes in the bathroom before, Nick. Today. <laughs> You know, that's an impressive, it is an impressive effect. Three and tying a fourth (laughs) in 45 minutes. Hey, what did Jesse do? I I went out, got some popcorn. (laughs) You're not going to believe this. It's already over. Seriously, what were the organizers of the Big Ten track meet? Like, what are they thinking to do all that in 45 minutes? It was a different time, Nick. It was a different time. It must have been. All right, let's hit sports. What do you have for me in sports? Because I am loaded. I have two of the best questions of the year. I actually have three sports questions that are so good, I might have to ask all three because of how good they are. That's how good the round is for me. All right, so let's start you off with a 50-50. Which is a higher percentage? Brady making it to the Super Bowl? In a season that he begins, or Steph Curry making a three-point. Brady, I I saw this somewhere up there. I saw this somewhere up there. I was like, that can't be possible, and it is. It's not possible. Brady is 10 out of 21, or 47%, to make the Super Bowl. Steph Curry shoots 46%, right? It was like right underneath. He's 43%. 43. So Brady has a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl. And Steph does of making that three. The great, 
The greatest three-point shooter of all time. Yeah, you want to know how nauseating Brady is? I'm playing uh, Madden, and I'm like six years into Zach Wilson's future, and he is still in the freaking league. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. He's a 76 at like 48 years old. You're just like, go away already, please, and he will not retire. He's going to have a whole second career in his 40s at Tampa Bay, and he's already got third one career. Super Bowl. He's going to have a third career. Yeah, he's got a third career, right. We already figured it out. Somebody did this work, and I saw it. So Brady is not only the greatest quarterback of all time, he's the second greatest quarterback of all team time if you split up his careers. Yeah. And you can't even argue. He, he's got – more playoff wins. There's no argument left to be made. The only shot at, at making an argument against the guy was if somebody had beat him this year, like Mahomes head-to-head or Rodgers head-to-head, and then it would have just been like, well, you know, Belichick. What? There's, there's no more. There's multiple no more debates. There's no more, was this Brady or Belichick? That debate's over, too. Okay? This was obviously Brady. This is not Belichick. Belichick with a... With well, Cam Newton, I think Belichick has a chance. Belichick has a chance. See, see, I, I kind of disagree with that a little bit because Brady got to choose where he was going. I, I am gonna. I will make you a bet right now. There is okay. no way Bill Belichick wins another Super Bowl. No way. All right, I'll take. I, I, I'll take the bet. All right. So rest of his career, one Super Steak Bowl dinner? win, steak dinner. All right. I'll give you. I'll give you uh, seven years. Just his career. He's not winning another Super Bowl in his career as a head coach. Not, I'm not going to take, like, if he goes to be upper management somewhere and, you know, does a Tom Coughlin and 14 years later. Yeah, see, that's just, I'm not giving up on Belichick just yet. I mean, the guy it was the greatest head coach of all time, and now we're acting like he, he got stuck with no quarterback and went 7-9, and nine, and now we're just going to write him off for dead. I, no, I but I but I think the reason he was as dominant as he was is because he had the ultimate franchise quarterback for 21 seasons, and that's that's why he was as dominant as he was. Look, I I, I think there's a lot of like Sean Payton's a great uh, manager. Nobody questions whether he's a great manager. He won one Super Bowl. He's won one Super Bowl. Oh, I'm not saying Bill Belichick's going to win six or seven. No, I'm saying he can't win one. I'm saying he won't win one without Brady, and and that's that's a big difference. I'm, you know, I I, I and I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. It's incredible that he won as many as he did with the one guy because like Breeze has won one, Rogers has won one. You know, how many Super Bowls does Big Ben have, Nick? Favre won one. Peyton only really won one. I mean, he got a second one because of his defense, but I mean, he barely he got benched for Brock Osweiler. Doesn't doesn't Big Ben only have one? No, he's got two. He's got two. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Big Ben won one like real early on in his career against the Seahawks, and then he won that great game against the Cardinals. Well, and yeah, I lost, remember. And he lost to Rodgers. So he's, he's been three times. But yeah, Big Ben hasn't won one in like 15 years. No, no, I'm sorry, 12 years. Right. So I, I'm just saying, like, some of the all-time greats still only win once. So I'm not saying Belichick is not a great coach. He is. He is one of the greatest coaches of all time. I'm just saying that it is not equal proportion why he's so great. Uh, if you think of the greats, Marino won zero. Elway won two at the end of his career. Uh, I, I understand that. But I'm just saying Brady is so much better than everybody else ever in the history of this sport that he has elevated everybody else around him who who may or may not be as good. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that they clearly benefited from each other. But I wouldn't quite write Belichick off of it. Yeah, well, I mean, 
there is the fact that he did take Matt Castle and go ten and six. You know, I remember that year. So or eleven and five even. All right, what do you have back for me? I have a, I still have a couple more gems. Oh no, that that was your question. So I got because you had the Steph Curry. All right, so here's my first one. Um, and this is pretty incredible. Nick, the first Mister Irrelevant ever to score in the Super Bowl just happened. Who was it? Mr. Irrelevant ever. To score in a Super Bowl. Just happened in the Super Bowl. You know what Mr. Irrelevant is, right? He's the last player taken in the draft. You got it. So this year, for the first time in NFL history, Mr. Irrelevant scored points in a Super Bowl. All right. So it's not – it wasn't one of the touchdown scorers because it's clearly not Gronk, Fournette, or Antonio Brown. Well, you would know that. Antonio Brown, though, was taken late, right? He but was he like was definitely not Mr. Irrelevant. You would know for sure. He was definitely sure. not Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. So it's either Butker or Suckup. Ah! So which one was Mr. Irrelevant? Correct. Gosh, they both had great names, too, for... Kickers, yeah. Suck and Butt. <laughs> Butker and Suckup. Sucking so Butt and Sucking Sucking Butt. Uh, like, who, who, does that, who does that routine? Somebody does a... Uh, uh, just a great... Uh, routine about like how kids are just like will torture you like you got this one name and somebody will take that name and they'll just like for the rest of your life be like stupid sucking button sucking cupping fudging suck just, are, you thinking of, are you talking about as we pay no oh no, no no definitely not no definitely not this is uh this is a routine i've seen I, I'll, I'll think of it at, at some point it might be like uh i, I have no idea it's a total coin flip you know i, I could say like well this guy was drafted by this team, so would that be later? But that's not helping me, so I'm just going to say suck up. Suck up. Ryan suck up, the first Mr. Irrelevant to score in a Super Bowl. That's where you take your kicker. Last that's where you take your kicker. Last pick in the seventh round. Yep. The, the uh, Stanford kicker is a guy named Jet Toner. If the Jets don't draft him, I'm going to be angry. Like, come on, right. man. Like, our kicker stinks. It was Sam oh, Ficken. Your kicker is got to be, I mean... When he comes out, like, what's going through? Oh, it's Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Chris Rock's routine in Tambourine. He talks about if you got, like, a bad name, like, oh, Zuckerberg. He's like, Mark Zuckerberg. You think Mark Zuckerberg wasn't tortured? People sucking fucking Zuckerberg, fucking Zuckerberg, fucking sucking fuck. (laughs) Just, like, people yelling at him, you stupid sucking fuck. It's like, sometimes, you know, (laughs) you just get killed. So suck up is probably the exact same. Situation. Yeah. Uh, you're the kicker on the football team. Yeah. Your last name is Suck. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he got his. That's why he probably had to be so good. Yeah, he is. It's his first uh, Mister Irrelevant to ever score in the Super Bowl. That's how good he is. All right. Uh, so just throw a blank there. Oh, it's my turn, right? Yeah, yeah. You're ready to go. Okay. All right. So uh, let's go with the. All right, since we're talking about Brady, who is the oldest quarterback ever? Who's the oldest? Uh, ever? Blanda? No. Well, who was the – there was some – it wasn't George Blanda. Didn't he go to, like, he was 48 or something like that? Something ridiculous. Right, but I think the thing with Blanda is he was kicking at that. Yeah, yeah, he was a punter at that point. But he was also right. a quarterback he early in his career. He didn't throw, like – right, but he didn't throw, like oh, – Tom pass. Tupa? Because he threw a pass. Is it like a jet at like 41 years old as a kicker, I think? 
Okay, so that would have counted, but you know. Yeah, but Brady's already older than him. Right. So Brady? No, somebody older than Brady. Why a tittle? Nope. It's the oldest sounding name I can come up with. I have no idea. Steve DeBerg. Oh, I remember Steve DeBerg. I would have guessed Vinny because I think Vinny might have played to like 44. That's what I thought. I thought Vinny Vinny was the oldest, but it's actually Steve DeBerg. And what's crazy is if Brady plays this year, he still won't get to DeBerg. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. He finished maybe with like Atlanta or something as a backup forever. And it's like he is still the backup for that team. He didn't play, but he barely played. For like the last six oh, years right. of his he career. Barely, it was like a coach. Barely, you're right. It was Atlanta in 1998. Really? At 44. <laughs> That's funny. You know why I know that? This is gonna. This is ridiculous. The Jets played Atlanta the first game of Browning Nagel's career. And they lost because Jason Starofsky missed four field goals in that game. And I remember Steve DeBerg was the backup on the Falcons. <laughs> I was like, how is this guy still in the National Football League? Because DeBerg feel like he is ancient, like even in the nineties, right? He like he was playing in the seventies. He was forty five. Yeah, right. Exactly. So there you go. He's the oldest guy on a Super Bowl roster. He was on that Atlanta uh Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl twenty uh Super Bowl thirty three. Nice. But when they uh when they lost to the Broncos. Yep. Jamal uh was he the running back on that team? Jamal Anderson? Yeah. 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 yeah the Dirty Bird, I believe. Dirty Bird, yeah, absolutely. Okay, Nick, I got a, uh, a gem for you. There's accomplishments in sports, and then there's things that just don't seem physically possible. I could have even asked this as a... Real quick, just to give you some... I, I got I to gotta see... I'm just seeing this, and I have to... Yeah, yeah. I have to get... So, as we were saying, DeBerg, you know, retired in 1998. Guess what year he got married? 1967. <laughs> 1967. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Kids got married young back then. He wasn't 13 when he got married. It was, times were different. 60s. He's from the South. Uh, 1976. <laughs> 1974. <laughs> okay, there you go. Why do I think that's so funny? That's funny. <laughs> His marriage was like the scenes out of the Deer Hunter, Nick. Wait, like the wedding scene. I got married in 1974. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have grandkids that root for you. Um, that's fantastic. Grandpa DeBerg. Uh, okay, so I was saying there are accomplishments in sports and there are things that don't seem physically possible to be able to do. This is definitely one of those. First of all, if I asked you true or false... Has there ever been a no-hitter thrown at Coors Field in Colorado? Well, you know, your gut reaction would say no, because it's a hitter's park. Um, but since you're asking the question, I would reverse it and say yes. Sir. So who is the only pitcher, Nick, to throw a no-hitter at Coors Field in Colorado? And when you want the clue that the rest of the world gets... All right, so my first guess would be Randy Johnson. Great guess. Not right. Okay. So I'll take the clue. With the word no in his name, 
who is the only pitcher to throw a no-hitter at Coors Field, Denver, Colorado. Hideo Nomo? Yes! Hideo Nomo! Nice. That's a good one. Yes. Nomo's no-no. Nomo's no-no in Coors Field. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Uh, yeah, you know, I would. I just the reason I thought Randy Johnson is because first a stint there, he was just he couldn't even make contact. Yeah. I thought you know maybe somebody like that. Just yep. Clearly, well, Nomo at one point, I think his just wind up was impossible to figure out. People just couldn't figure out how to see the ball coming out, and it, it, he didn't. Nomo's fastball was ninety. You know what I mean? He he had no power whatsoever, but his changeup was sixty two. Yeah, he just hit it, right? It was one of those things where he was you able to see what was happening. He was, was an unbelievable yeah. pitcher. I loved watching him. That windup was bonkers. I love crazy windups. Probably my one of my favorite things about baseball. All right, what do you got? We can move on to geography if you like. Geography, okay. Geography. Let's see. What do we want to? Uh, do you know? Oh, uh, what was um? What was known as the College of New Jersey until 1896? What was known as the College of New Jersey until 1896? Rutgers? That is not correct. Uh... I'm kind of surprised. I, I thought I didn't know this, but I thought this would be something you would have known. Only because, you know. Well, I mean, Rowan was Glassboro State. I, I vaguely remember hearing this. The College of New Jersey. They played. Actually, the reason I found this out was they played Rutgers in the very first football game of all time. And they were called the College of New Jersey versus Rutgers. It was the first. Oh, Princeton. There you go. Princeton. Princeton was called the College of New Jersey at one point in time? Until, until 1896. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I know. No, I, I, I knew Princeton Rutgers was the first game, but I I didn't. I know that there's a College of New Jersey too. Right, but the first game took place before 1896, so it was technically Rutgers versus the College of New Jersey because that was what Princeton was called until 1896. Wow. I want to say maybe it was like in 1874, like somewhere somewhere in that range. Hmm. No, I had no what idea mean? whatsoever that that was uh, it was called yeah, something I different why that late. It's, I don't know. Princeton kind of has a pretty good ring to it, so probably yeah, smart move. Good, good branding. Jersey could use some good branding, honestly. I mean, we could use that to have an Ivy League school to call New Jersey. Yeah, but I think people, Princeton, people know Princeton's in New Jersey. Um, all right. I, this, this is a good geography history question for you. I'm going to give you this within five years in either direction, Nick. Within five years. How old was Einstein when he developed E equals MC squared? 27. Oh, my God. You knew the you knew the answer. You must have known the answer. Yeah, it's 26. Okay. All right. Cool. You're, you're right in the middle. Everybody oh. thinks of him as an old man, oh, like genius. years old. All of his formulas came within a three-year period when he was in his early 20s, mid-20s. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I think there's something about the peak of your brain. Like, your brain sort of peaks then. Yeah, you um, don't – like, I've lost the will to live in many respects at a certain <laughs> – you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know what? I've, I've certainly have the energy. Lost, like, cre- I certainly lost creativity. Yes. Oh, there's no that question. My my mind was like, I can solve the world's problems in my yes. mid-20s. I am – I just, just want to nap. Yeah. I want to solve my dinner, what I'm ordering in, and – 
go to talking about dinner at breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the great Norm Macdonald said it best. He goes, you know, they asked me to write a book about my life, and then I realized most of my life is just the process of finding and consuming food. Yes. That's gathering, yeah, the gathering finding and consuming food, food is just yeah. every single day. It takes up my whole day. Like my, my morning I'll I'll start by eating a bowl of cocoa puffs and then I'll like think to myself, All right, maybe I should call a friend and see if he wants to get lunch. And I'll have lunch with a friend, eat a cheese sandwich, think about groceries for dinner. And I do the same thing the next day. Gathering and consuming food. Yeah, it wasn't always like that, though. I, I was definitely not always like. But yes, I think as you get older, that is what it becomes. Absolutely. So, um, all right. Uh, what else you got for me in geography uh, history? Was that mine? The last one? No, Probably. that was mine. You got to give me because I gave you the Einstein years. Oh yeah. yeah okay. I'm on. Let's go with the. Uh, how is the North American Aerospace Defense Command abbreviated? NORAD. North. Yeah, NORAD. Yeah, it's in in Colorado. Didn't you ever watch War Games? Yeah, but how is North American Aerospace Defense Command abbreviated NORAD? I never thought like, about that. You're right. <laughs> it, doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense at all. Reminds me of a another Norm McDonald line because I love myself. And I was like, "What does Norad like? What does Norad stand for?" And I'm like, "Wait, that doesn't make any that sense." Doesn't, at all. It seems like it's the wrong set of letters for the. <laughs> sounds good. This up. But not quite right. Um, right. So McDonald goes, uh, "He's like, I I went to the airport. They asked me for my identification, take out my ID. He's like, I I realized like ID is an extremely strange abbreviation because I stands for I." And D stands for dentification. It's not a fair <laughs> It seems like that's like the D is doing all the work. It's not really much of I yeah, going so on. The N stands for North American Aerospace. I, 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 don't know, I don't even know how to. I don't know how to wrap my head around NORAD. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, it's a very weird thing. I knew it was NORAD. But I yeah, really, if, if I had to sit down yeah. and actually tell you what NORAD stood for, I don't think I could have done the reverse of that. Yeah, okay. So I asked it in the right way. Yes, no question. Um, okay, what else do I have? Nick, do you know what the what is considered the lowest point on Earth? What body of water is the lowest point on Earth? Dead Sea? You mean yes, water? yes, the Dead Sea all over it. Nick is geography history fied today, folks. He is, oh, yeah. he is chewing my stuff up and spitting it out like it's not even there. The fact the El Camino got away from me, that was still just, uh, I can't even, I don't know how I didn't get that. Yes, I I, I thought I had given uh, enough yeah, to get I, you I, there. I but so, Sometimes, it, look, it, I, it happens to me all the time with your questions. When you hear it in retrospect, you're like, oh, my God. What in God's name was I thinking besides that? But at, in the moment, it's an infant. That's why we hate multiple choice, folks. That's why we hate multiple choice, because we don't want to draw your attention to the answer. If I gave Nick four Chevy models and El Camino was one of them, he would have gotten it immediately. So, so that's no good. All right. Um, my question to you? I believe it is. I believe it is. You just asked me the Dead Sea question. Oh, I did, yeah. You just ran through it like uh, like, like uh, hot butter through, or hot knife through butter. So 
I'm ready to move on to entertainment if you want to fire away yeah, with the yeah, first entertainment question. Get a, get a couple each in that category. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just because mine weren't hard. That's okay. All right, let's see. Enter entertainment. Should I be friendly or should I be unfriendly? I'm going to choose unfriendly. <laughs> should I be friendly <laughs> or unfriendly? I'm going to choose unfriendly. Uh, what breed of dog is Marmaduke? <laughs> what breed of dog? Marmaduke. Marmaduke. I, I could, I could sort of. Is Marmaduke a Great Dane? Yes, you got it. And and I figured you wouldn't get it because you know Scooby is a Great Dane. Yeah. So the, the fact that the two. Most famous. Uh, I don't think I don't think enough people know that Scooby is a Great Dane. Do you know where Scooby Doo's name comes from? Yeah, the song, the um, the Frank Sinatra song, right? Which Frank Sinatra song, Nick? That's actually a question in my quiz this week. Isn't that weird? That is weird. Yep. Um. So what? Oh, you're asking me what song? Yeah, what's what Frank Sinatra song inspired the name Scooby Doo? It's, it's in the general knowledge round of my quest. Scooby Doo, Doo. Um. Da 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 da. Song is that? I don't know, man. Those songs all. Yeah, they all sound exactly the same. It's "Strangers in the Night." Strangers in the night. Scooby. That is one genre of music I just cannot stand. I, I don't. The croon. Oh, Nick's not a crooner. The worst. Crooner. Crooners are. Crooner. Like, I can sit and eat food listening to it. That that I can do. Like if you want to put that on while I'm having conversation over it, that's fine. Crooner. But the idea of like playing it and listening to it is just. Yeah, yeah it's nice dinner music background. It's I've good, always found. It's very good dinner music. If background. I'm eating in an Italian restaurant and they don't have that on, I don't feel authentic. I know that's cliche, exactly. but I do like it while I'm eating. Yes, but that's where that—that's where it that's ends. Where begins and ends. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, all right. So, what you got uh, for me in the entertainment world? All right, one more here. Um, okay, inspiring two hit movies. Two. Two hit movies, inspiring two hit movies. What is the longest running jukebox musical in Broadway history? Inspiring two hit movies. What is the longest running jukebox musical in Broadway history? Do you want to know what a jukebox musical is? I need to know what that's defined as. My immediate guess is Hairspray. Right, so Hairspray would be like a rock Okay, so give me what a jukebox musical because Grease like is Grease a jukebox musical? No, no, that's a that's a that's a regular musical. Yeah, it's a it's a rock. A jukebox musical is where they take songs that already exist. Like, remember when we were in New York a couple years ago, and uh, I forget who it was, but that singer she had a uh, a musical out or like Jagged Little Pill. Yeah, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, Um, you know, uh, like. where they already have the songs, and then they make a musical based on 
songs that already exist and try to tie a story into it. Um, who was, was that? Like, uh, okay, so I, I know the answer to this, and it makes me sick that I have to even that I know the answer to this makes me sick. So um, immediately as you just said that, it just flashed into my head and Alec Baldwin's face just popped up. Is it uh, Mama Mia? Mama Mia, you got it. Yeah, ABBA. 15 years on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. I saw it, Nick. running jukebox musical. Have you seen Mama Mia on Broadway? I have. I have. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. Did did, did the cast come out and do the thing at the end? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, the, the the woman that was in it was um, she's the woman from Elf. If you remember that, the one that the mayor likes. I'm trying to think of what what else that that woman was in, but you would recognize her. Um, I can't think of anything else she was in, honestly. But uh, yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I left the theater dancing. Put that way. I'm an Abba fan though, so except for the except for that Dancing Queen song, I, I like the rest of that. Aren't like all their names. A B B A or so. It's like a, a born yeah, Agatha, Agatha, Agatha born Bjorn. Yeah, yep. Brutus and, and Annie, something like that. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, that's their initials. Yeah, I was. You know, I, I got to say, I was very lucky. My my dad took me to tons of stuff on Broadway. I, I have seen so much stuff. I was just reminiscing the other day that I got to have a twenty minute conversation with John Stamos outside of uh, the production of. Uh, had to succeed in business without even trying. He was filling in for Matthew Broderick, and we talked about drums. And then there was this girl who was, like, behind the line, because I guess, I don't know, I had some sort of special access that allowed me to talk to him uninterrupted. And this girl from behind the line just screaming, Uncle Jesse! I love you, Uncle Jesse! And that's, uh, that's my most vivid Broadway memory, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, all right, where are we? We're in entertainment. So, um, bit, 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 bit. Hey, yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I'm not a fan of those jukebox musicals. Besides, I mean, I guess Jersey Boys people love that. I didn't see that one. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that makes sense a little bit more what those are. I saw what, Moving what Out for Billy Joel one. I didn't like that at all. That was like. Right. Uh, I mean, I love Billy Joel, but I'd rather go see Billy Joel. But like Tommy doesn't ca- constitute that, though. No. That's a rock opera. Rock opera, exactly. I saw that on Broadway. That was unbelievable. Yeah, so like if if it was written as a musical or the music was written as a story, the jukebox musicals are the ones where they take songs. Yeah, yeah, they try to create something around the songs, right? Around already. The man who stepped into yesterday. I'm sure we'll get that soon on Broadway. Oh, Trey's doing another run, by the way, at the Beacon. He's going to do another one of those those, uh, online-only Beacon runs, which I liked. Very enjoyable. All right, Nick. Uh, voiced by the late Phil Hartman. What is the name of the actor that often appears in commercials on The Simpsons? I'm sorry. No problem. Voiced again? voiced by the late Phil Hartman. What is the name of the actor that often appears on commercials in The Simpsons? Can you picture who I'm is talking Brock? about? Is Brock his name? No, but it's almost exactly that name. It's, oh, it's like the exact same thing. Brock Middlebrook, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's it's that name. It is that kind of name. You got the wrong grouping. Brock Middlebrook in it. That was the uh the fake name that Michael Vick used to give staying in hotels, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Or Andre Risen. Andre Risen was Brock Middlebrook. Yeah. Uh, Andre, uh, yeah, yeah. Michael Vick was Ron Mexico. Ron Mexico, right, yes, of course. 
pocket <laughs> middle brook. Um, uh, he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, well, no, no, no. That is um, a different guy. Oh, that's a different guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's uh, Wolf Wolfgang or Wolf Bane. Uh, that's the name of the character that the guy plays. Uh, I'll think of who that one is, but that's not this guy. This guy is like fake actor. He's like, hi, I'm this. You might remember me from such films as this. That was his his phrase that he right, always okay. used to I do. Saying it, I, can listen, I can hear Phil Hartman. Right, but Phil Hartman died, so his character died with it, with him. Gotcha. I don't know. Troy McClure. Hi, Troy I'm McClure. Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as Don't Go in the Water Without Digesting Your Food and Sharks. They bite your fingers off if you taunt them. That's that's kind of his. That was his, uh, you know, B-list actor. Always had those types of uh, analogies to throw your way. What you got? Good one. Got me. Yeah, it was one that I hadn't. I hadn't heard that name in so long. I was like, damn. I wonder if anyone remembers this guy. All right, one more. One more. Fictional Hillman College provided the setting for what TV show? One of my all-time favorites. That is a different world. No way. That's one of your all-time favorites, dude. I used to watch. Uh, okay, so I had a huge crush on uh, Lisa Bonet. I don't Bonet. think in twenty-five years we've ever had a conversation about dude show. Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne. I remember Wayne, when. He, Wayne. Yeah, He's he was. The, he was in. Uh, isn't he from What's Happening? No, that <laughs> was Dwayne. That was uh, Dwayne Wayne was from Hillsdale College. So so okay. So a different world was a spinoff of the Cosby Show, and Lisa Bonet. Uh, who was my favorite Cosby daughter, and I I had a huge crush on. Had her own show, and is there, is there even like a like? So who's who would be the runner up? I mean, when you talk about the Cosby daughter, like like when you say she's your favorite, it was it close? Like, it, well, they had the old. She had the she had the older sister. You might like Blair, you might like Tootie, you might like right. Yeah, I'm saying of all. I'm saying of all of the sitcom world characters at the time, that was my favorite. But no, she. I you know she had an older sister who I didn't like, and Rudy. So obviously not Cosby competition. Oh, wait, was, Rudy, was there another sister? Yeah, there was an older sister, Sandra. She's the one that married that guy oh, who was sort of a loser. Uh, yeah, but Sandra wasn't so bad. No, was Sandra was cute. She it was, was the guy that she dated that was El Elmer or something. Like, it was something like that. Like like like. Jeez. Oh God. What was her name? What was his name? But yeah, he was the guy that that Bill just didn't approve of. He was the guy that wasn't good enough to marry his daughter, and that was the shtick. They had to move in yeah. with them, and they were the ones that had um, Raven Simone. Raven Simone, when she joined the Cosby Show, was the daughter of. Uh, this guy, uh, let's see, Sandra Cosby, her husband, it's like El- Elmer or something like that. Sandra Huxtable. So Cosby wouldn't have made sense. <laughs> uh, let's see, Sandra Huxtable. Yeah, she was pretty, man. She was very pretty. Um, she was barely in the show, though. Yeah, no, they, they started to, they started to, Elvin, that was his name. Elvin. Elvin. Yep, and they Vanessa. Had... That's the other one. That's the other one. Yeah. Vanessa. Oh yeah, Vanessa. Right. Yeah, I didn't I, like her. Yeah. So they had. There were options. There were options. Okay. Because you had Vanessa, Rudy, Denise, and and uh, 
And Sandra. I'm just saying, if you're comparing Rudy, Vanessa, and uh, Lisa Bonet, I didn't think there was much. No. I could have guessed who your favorite was. I just meant in terms of all this. Like, the two sitcom characters I liked the most were Candace Cameron and Lisa Bonet. That's that's who I liked growing up. Those were the two. And uh, uh, what's her uh, what's her name uh, from Who's the Boss? And uh, the one from The Wonder Years. You remember what Elvin's uh, the the guy who played Elvin? You remember he made the news like a couple years ago? Yeah, because he worked at uh, like Trader Joe's. He got a job working at like Trader Joe's, yes. and he got People shamed. Bomb shaming him. Yeah, that's where that whole. Yeah, because he was bagging at Trader Joe's. I was like, yeah, he had a bit part on the Cosby Show thirty years ago. Right. Well, the other thing was why he said he took that job wasn't because he he desperately needed the money. It's because it helped him just clear his mind when he was off, uh, you know, doing Broadway when he wasn't doing Broadway stuff, and he had plenty of acting credits. So he's just he likes to do something part time. Well, that's his uh, dad was in the U.S. House of Representatives for twenty four years, and he went to Yale. Right. So it's not like the guy. His dad spent a quarter century in Congress. Wasn't like right. Yeah, was sure, he's just, fine. The whole thing was kind of funny. Yeah. Right, but yeah, his kid was Raven Simone on on the show. But uh, yeah, that, well, you got it, man. Hell's down. No problem for you. Uh, that's that's that was an easy one because it's it's not only my wheelhouse. Like I even remember an episode where Dwayne Wayne got an internship working working for some like Japanese tech company like Kanichiwa or something like that. Whatever it was called, they they made up, and his roommate just was like getting him to spend his money. He's like, "We need a new air conditioning. We need a new this. Like, use some of that Kanichiwa money, man. Come on." It's like I only have a th- like they're only giving me a thousand bucks for the entire summer. It's like that's those are problems I can remember from college. You know what I mean? Like, remember what a thousand bucks felt like if you had a thousand dollars in in college at any one point in time? I never had. I can, I can guarantee you, <laughs> in college. I can remember the first time I had a thousand dollars, and it was after college. Yeah, because I remember being like, "Wow, I got a thousand dollars." You got a thousand bucks. <laughs> never, I never had. What do I do with this? Yeah, I remember. I got a Christmas bonus. Christmas bonus. Um, no, so that's that's exactly what my. Uh, I, I remember that one. All right. Um, guess this will be my last question of the night. Oh. Last one. All right. Uh, let's see if I can get you on this one. Uh, do you remember the name of the diner that held the famous dance competition in Pulp Fiction? Yeah. That I know. Uh, Jack Rabbit Slims. Yeah. Nick is on top of it, folks. Jack Rabbit oh, Slims. Great, great scene. One of the best scenes that I could ever remember, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Absolutely classic. I love that song. Uh, c'est la vie, c'est les old folks. C'est la vie, c'est les old folks. It goes to show you never can tell. What it kind of car? Teenage wedding. What, what, what kind of car does Brad Pitt rent in the movie The Mexican? An El Camino. Ah, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't have to think about that because of the question. I've seen The Mexican. I like. What is The Mexican? That's a good question. We used to ask that. Gun. It's a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wasn't uh, James Gandolfini in that? Yes. Yes. He's the one that. Uh, he's like the bounty hunter, right? That that. Yeah. Tracks him down. Yeah. That, I think that's one of his. And he, that was before Tony Soprano, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Well, True Romance. He was in too. That was a. That was a great role. Oh, True Romance! What a great movie that is. 
James Gandolfini is a good actor. I mean, there's no question. A tremendous actor. He became Tony Soprano because it was such a great role. But now James Gandolfini, he could have done a ton of stuff. He was was tremendous. Yeah, I I think he still would have had a hell of a career uh, post-Soprano if he hadn't passed. Yeah. So, all right, well. Uh, next week, right, Nick, we got we got a plan for a big one here because uh, uh, it's the it's the it's the two zero zero, and we don't want to let the fans down there. But no, uh, no, we'll, we'll we'll have something. We'll have something for them. Uh, what was the name of that song? Was it uh, Never Can Tell? Yeah, it's called "Say La Vie" by uh, Chuck Berry. Ah, that's right. Like C apostrophe E S T. Say. Say. Oh, it's actually called uh, "You Never Can Tell." Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least, okay. at least on the, uh, at least on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack, it is. All right, that's it for one ninety nine, folks. We'll see you next week. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. You can see that Pierre did truly love the matter. Show you never can tell